Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where it is March 14th, and that means it's Pi Day. That's right, 314, everyone. A happy Pi Day to all. No pie for you, though, Pollock. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. So, officially, a Boker Tov to Yoni. Good morning. How are you? Swell. What'd you do during the blackout last night? Mm. The worldwide blackout. It was amazing. My, my oven worked. My refrigerators were going. The lights turned off and on in my house. Televisions worked. Computers worked. The only blackout that was really annoying was WhatsApp to me. Yeah, so between Facebook down, which is probably my favorite hashtag, it was initially Facebook is down, but Facebook down makes it sound like, you know, like... um, like White House down. Or White House down or Blackhawk down. ironically was what I was watching last night also. Oh, really? Yeah, you were in a depressing mode then, it seems. You <laughs> were disconnected. I love those movies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that during the live lunch. Um, so, yeah, last night, starting yesterday, starting at about 1 o'clock Eastern, would you say, give or take? Yeah, that's Yeah, right. is when people started noticing that Facebook was experiencing some technical difficulties. So quickly turning to Twitter is when we learned that, yes, indeed, Facebook was down. As a result, Instagram was down as right. well. And because WhatsApp is also owned by Facebook, you could text, you could send text messages, but you could not transfer media. So no pictures or no videos would go through, which, um, alas, should not have been that big of a deal, but yet was so annoying. It was pretty annoying. (laughs) It was so annoying. Resending and resending until you realized, hey, they're owned by Facebook. This is an across-the-board problem. Yeah, crazy that they're all owned by Facebook now. Well, that's another conversation for another day. And Twitter with the big W yesterday. Yes, totally. They were up and running and making fun of oh, everyone else. Yeah, why not? Why not? We're we're open for business, says Twitter. Facebook is totally... And by the way, it took Facebook a long time to recover. You'd think that they have more than one guy behind the desk trying to figure out what the problem is, <laughs> no? Think, yeah. I would imagine that there'd be a whole slew of very well pe- well-paid people, maybe not a half a million dollars a person people, but right. um, which of course alludes to yet another issue going on here this week. It is a fascinating week here in America, no? Issue? I mean, I don't story? Know. Yeah, it's been happening forever. I don't know. That's an, that is for sure. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about the ad- college admission scandals. We'll talk about pie. We'll talk about. Are we going to eat pie? I will not be eating pie, though that doesn't surprise you. I think that we should do. I think I would have done a pizza pie. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes, I would have done a pizza pie instead of like a pecan pie or whatever. But pies come in different shapes and forms. Just make sure, folks, that you are celebrating somehow today. My kids will be having pie at lunch. Somebody sponsored um, the uh, you know a pie day festivity. Where all the kids are going to have pie at lunch. See, for for kids, it would make sense to do pizza pie. Here, we should just do apple, cherry, blueberry. Mm, What's your favorite pie? Why are they at fruit in them? Probably uh, blueberry is pretty good. A nice blueberry pie is a nice blueberry pie. You're such a southerner. Yeah. Wow. Forget that every once in a while. Uh, Let's go through the national holidays. Besides it being pie day, it's also International Ask a Question Day. It's National Agriculture Day, which really I should think is the day that we set the clocks back. Okay. Because we only do it for the farmers. I hope all you farmers are happy because I'm exhausted. (laughs) We got back from Israel. I was fine. We set the clock back one hour. I can't pick my head off the pillow. It's also potato chip day, Yoni. Really? Yeah, not a potato chip guy, really. I think they're good. 
like but they're good. I don't like. I, I don't it's crave so them like other people do. All right, we'll have to talk to Jamie during the live oh, lunch. Yeah. We'll have to get her on the phone. She, I'm sure, has a potato chip favorite, and of course, being pregnant, she probably has two potato chip pregnant favorites. Um, <laughs> nice. It's also Save a Spider Day. Okay. Do you do you kill spiders? Or you let them go. Uh, King David. Yeah, right? exactly. That's why Told I don't kill spiders. To, so. Exactly. My kids think it's nuts. In general, even like the, the the disgusting rodents and insects, I try to just like let out if I can, you know, trap so, them and then try to like let them outside. So, so if you would have been that New Yorker who saw the rat in the Metro card vending oh, machine. You saw that? Are you kidding me? I can't sleep now that I've seen that. That was wild. That's disgusting. So Though wild. someone Hilarious. told me that the rat was planted. Oh, that's great. Good shtick. No, that means that someone touched the rat, Yoni. Okay, they picked plus, up the maybe. rat and they put it in there. Good shtick. Oh, my God. Quality shtick. Oh, you're going to have my portion of pie today. I am not eating after even talking about this, <laughs> but we'll bring that up later as well. It's also Write Your Story Day and World Kidney Day, which, of course, just sends me back to our conversation mm-hmm. uh, with Rabbi Rothwax sure. about renewal. Uh, tomorrow, of course, if today is the 14th, Yoni, tomorrow would be the... Friday the 15th. Correct, which makes it the Ides of March. March 15th, Yoni, you're like, Miriam, there is no Friday the 15th. <laughs> I was like, Friday the 15th oh, is nothing, yes, right? yes, <laughs> there is. March 15th, the Ides of March. The Ides of March are upon us, which would also make it National Brutus Day. Yoni, tell me. No, you're shaking your head. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. A superhero movie? I don't want to talk about it. Uh, it's also National Sleep Day, which should fall on a Friday for all given reasons. Well, Shabbos more. No? Exactly. Okay, you're you're holding Friday today. night. Fine. It's also, Yoni, tomorrow is International Day of Action Against Canadian Seal Slaughter. Mm-hmm. I agree. I know. I have no idea what Big that is, but that. I'm sincerely sorry that the plight of the Canadian Seal is so bad. That we need to make, yeah, we need to bring its plight to- as bad as like the African elephants, you know? Well, the elephants I feel bad about. I didn't know the Canadian seals were in need of their own national holiday. Who knew? Who knew? We're going to skip the fortune cookie because my guest is on the line. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network and Rebitson Dr. Adina Schmidman. She is the director of the Women's Initiative at the Orthodox Union. Joins us this morning. She's a returning guest. Good morning, Rebitson Dr. Schmidman. How are you? Good. It's so nice to hear your voice, Miriam, and I'm listening to all the different unique uh, aspects to today, and uh, I'm trying to figure out about killing spiders and or not and eating pie. So, exactly. Exactly. Hopefully those two things should never come together. I'm just going to ask you a favor. If you could do me a favor and take me off a of speaker, it's a little bit hard to hear you. Sure. No problem. There you are. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Let's talk about this new initiative that's going on. This is an inaugural initiative leadership summit that's being offered by the OU Women's Initiative. It will be held May 20th through 21st in the Hilton Woodcliffe Lake um, Hotel. That's in Woodcliffe Lake, Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. And this is the first of its kind. I mean, you're calling it inaugural, but it's really inaugural for a number of reasons, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk We're, about that. Ask me questions. <laughs> there is, there is obviously, this is the first of its kind, right? It's the first of its kind. It's the first that's ever been put on the map. It's ever been put on a calendar. But the concept in and of itself is inaugural in that this is for women only. This is not a women's men's initiative, some kind of a networking, uh, you know, either a business opportunity, etc., where men and women can gather to hear male and female speakers. This is for women only. It is being organized by women. The Speakers Bureau, in this case, is women. And the attendants are all going to be women. We want to harness the power of women. 
uh, we want to learn from each other. We want to experience that intimacy of the holy sorority of sisters. Uh, women, we're looking for women who are dedicated, devoted, driven, passionate about their, their community, about their leadership, and with the goal of support and acknowledgement and tool development. And obviously having the OU behind it, not to interrupt you, but having the OU behind it gives it more than its good housekeeping, housekeeping seal of approval, so to speak. It makes it, it makes it very much you know, on the level with everything else that's being done at the OU. The message is these are women who give so much to their community, and we at the OU want to, to give to them. We want to nurture them, nurture them and invest in our lay leadership. And what what I find very interesting is that space is limited. This is not um, we're going to outgrow the Woodcliffe Lake Hilton and we'll just take another ballroom. Like we're we're keeping this finite. That's that's purposeful, correct? It's very purposeful. The idea is to have an intimate group of women who are have the opportunity of networking, connecting with each other, building relationships connecting in a way that they can maintain that connection they can it's a working opportunity the idea is that you're coming with your talents with your passion with your interests and you are investing the time both in yourself and in your community so we're expecting the women to come with a lot of energy a lot of passion and a lot of drive to really drill down on what they see are their needs, and we want to be able to address that. So the event starts May 20th. Tell me, when women arrive there, tell me what the two days look like from beginning to end. It looks like workshops. It looks like breakout sessions, opportunities for reflection, opportunities for processing, networking, uh, a share fair where we're going to have the women share ideas and opportunities that they've developed in their communities. It's very important that the women have that, uh, that space to learn from each other and to collaborate. Uh, this, the idea of having a critical friends group that they can work with at the summit itself and then go back to when they come home, this, this is a group of supportive like-minded women who will help nurture and facilitate further connections and further programming on the ground. So a lot of team building. Uh, we have excellent presenters. We're, uh, we're engaging with uh, talented, highly talented women, uh, women like Erica Brown, like Connie Newberger, women who have uh, developed their leadership language and who can uh, understand how they can transmit that to, uh, to others. Uh, Avital Chijit Goldschmidt, uh, just really talented, exciting women who this is an opportunity also to afford the, the cohort of attendees to interact in, with these talented, uh, talented women. We're speaking to Rebitson, Dr. Adina Schmidman, this morning on That's Life. She is the director of the Women's Initiative at the Orthodox Union, and we are discussing the inaugural Leadership Summit. One of the most interesting aspects to me about the opportunity for participants to interact with all of these high-level women is that, um, you know, with a little bit of women's intuition, 
and I and I and I mean that wholeheartedly. The the understanding has to be that the relationship doesn't end on the twenty first at night, and I think that that is such an important element to this to this uh, convention that other networking opportunities miss. And so I wonder if that's why we're calling it a leadership summit as opposed to you know just a a, a, a get to a know conference. you exactly exactly that's Correct. the word I'm looking for. Correct. That was very intentional. The idea was to afford opportunities to women to connect and network, but then to, going forward, maintaining that connection. And what's so interesting is that we've asked the women to share with us in their application what are challenges in terms of their leadership, what are their goals, and the the, the answers are also driving the development of the summit. Uh, you have challenges that range from practical issues. How do I balance homework and volunteering? How do I uh, deal with um, recruiting volunteers, fundraising? Then you have psychological uh, issues that come up. I'm an amateur. I'm a new lay leader. I'm intimidated. How do I, how do I have the tools? What are my tools to be successful? Uh, there are emotional uh, components here, too. How do I avoid burnout? Uh, and so what we're what we want the women to walk out with are practical aspects, skill building, leadership building, programming, tools for self-care and maintenance, uh, emotional, uh, um, a sense of emotional accomplishment where they have a sense of purpose. And presumably they already have that, but we want to highlight that and we want to underscore it. Uh, we want them to feel that they're part of something bigger. They're part of a community, part of a, uh, a movement of involved, engaged women who are contributing greatly to their, uh, to their communities. And then, the, like we were talking about, the social aspect uh, the networking, and then, of course, the psychological, where every person has unique talents and abilities and brings, uh, brings a cadre of them to the table. Um, what are your unique talents, and how can, we, how can we nurture them? How can you learn to nurture them and, and play to your strengths, address your weaknesses, and, uh, and be the best lay leader that you can be. And something you just mentioned, sorry to interrupt, but before I forget my question, I, I apologize, but something you just mentioned also is important to clarify is that attendees need to be nominated by an organization. This is not 17 people off the street who want a weekend away for, you know, or two days away with a whole bunch of their girlfriends deciding to be a part of this. Like, you have to be nominated and recognized as a lay leader before you can attend. Correct, correct, and and that's very important. We want women to feel that their community is investing in them, whether it be their shul, whether it be their school, whether it be an organization in the community, um, the mikvah, a chesed organization, whatever it is, that organization is standing behind you and is standing with you and supporting your advancement because you're going to then come back and contribute more and invest more. These are women who are engaged and involved and coming together for a common purpose and goal to create that bond that that achtus and understand that this is this is holy this is this is giving to your community in a very profound 
exceptionally meaningful way. What I want to see, and you're going to tell me if I'm going to see something like this, what I want to see is cautious organizations nominating women who work for them to be part of this, to be part of this event, to be part of this summit. Because what I have noticed is that there is a, there's a, um, a, an increase in women who are being mashkiachs in a variety of different food establishments because either their kids are in school during the day, so they are available to be in stores and be in restaurants and be those eyes and ears. And frankly, as uh, you know, somebody who went through Hilchas Kashras in high school while all the boys were b- learning some blot of Gemara, I know Kashras better than half the men in my world. And I'm sure you could say the same thing. So I wonder if this as a paradigm is something we're going to see, something at the summit where we're going to say, wow, we didn't know that that women could do this too. So it's interesting. I guess the, what, what becomes uh, a question is, are these women lay leaders? Ah, are they, okay. Do they work for the community? That being said, I, one of the applications that we received was from someone who was the head of a kashrus organization in, uh, in a, a southwest city, and she has lay leadership uh, involvement as well. So women who work for the community, that's... You know those, that Venn diagram. Right, <laughs> I hear you. The Venn diagram, but there's there's definitely overlap between a, a woman's work and then there's that, and what if she works for the for the community? Is that really a lay leader? Um, most of the t- most, uh, I shouldn't say most often, but I think that there's also an angle of is she a lay leader in another capacity? Mm. And that you know, and and that's. That's what uh, brings her to this summit. Right. No, good point. Good point. I'm happy that you that you clarified on that. Now, we also need to mention, let's talk Tachlis for a second. There is a cost for being, for once you are nominated and accepted, there is a cost for participation. And also, if I'm not mistaken, and I, and I love this part of it, there is babysitting. So there is babysitting. Um, I, so far, I, I'm not sure if anyone has taken us up on it, but we want to be able to say that we have that because if we want women there, we need to address that. Right. And we need to put that out. We are heavily subsidizing the event, but there are costs. We also want to see commitment. And truthfully, we want to see commitment of the organizations in the ideal uh trajectory, the organizations should be standing behind their, their lay leaders and investing or standing in front of their lay leaders and investing and laying out the opportunity for their lay leaders so that their lay leaders can take advantage of this. That's so, that's such a good point. There is, everyone has to have skin in the game, so to speak, correct? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So we're, we're, we're wrapping up our conversation. I know that you are on a time constraint and I do want to be respectful of your time and I do appreciate your time this morning. Let's tell people practically how they find out more information about it and where organizations can submit their applications for their women uh, who, who are, you know, their lay leaders. Okay. So it's ou.org slash summit. It's also on our website, ou.org slash women slash summit. We are anxious to harness the talent of women. We want the women there. I know a question came up about why is it on a Monday and Tuesday. Logistically, we want women who are coming from from cities mm-hmm. across North America, right. and we want to make sure that they're able to get there. We wanted the right speakers to be able to get there, uh, and we're seeing that. What's so exciting is to see that if we 
put down little uh, uh, balloons or you know posts around the map, we're getting. It just from across the country, and that's thrilling because it means that we're going to have this national network on the ground of invested, linked together women who have a sense of purpose, who are uh, who are able to uh, commit their energy and want to commit their energy, understand that they are uh, inspiring others, and this is an opportunity for them to be. Uh, to grow and to nurture that leadership ability and to give back to the community. And of we're course, giving to them. And of course, Adina, some people have to finish the NCSY leadership Shabbaton that ends on Sunday before they can go to the next leadership opportunity. <laughs> there is, you know, before, I, I know you're you're really out of time, and I, I just went this, through this whole thing about being respectful of your time, but I do want to recognize and give um, a real Hakara Satov to the OU for standing behind an initiative like this. First of all, but standing behind a women's initiative and or an entire division dedicated to women in the Orthodox community. And second of all, to being able to put their weight, to have their skin in the game in terms of a summit like this, which really speaks to prominent roles for women in Orthodox communities. You know, it's a it's a kola kavod to Alan Fagan, a kola kavod to my Spain. I mean, I really, as a as a woman in the community and as a, a mother of daughters, I, I really have to give a round of applause. We believe in the ability of women. We know how much they contribute already, and we want to recognize that, and we want to enhance it, and we want to uh, harness it in uh, in this leadership summit. We're very thrilled. We're thrilled about the unique angle of it. Uh, lay leadership is is an enormous talent pool, and we want to be able to uh, run with it. Run with it. I, I, I can't wait to be a part of it. Rebitson, Dr. Adina Schmidman, again, the director of the Women's Initiative at the Orthodox Union. You can find more information at www.ou.org slash women. Thank you very, very much. I hope you're not late for your meeting and continued Hatzlach and all your great work. Thank you, Miriam, always for the opportunity. It's a treat to be able to talk. Thanks so much. Take care. Chag okay, All the best. Okay, bye. You're listening to That's Life. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And yeah, I know, I messed that part up. You've been listening to here. <laughs> third time's a try. Third time's a charm. I, I mean, I just, I shouldn't be operating any heavy machinery today. Uh, you've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. A full afternoon of programming continues. The live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel begins right here at 11 a.m. And we have plenty of, uh, we have plenty of, what's the word? Talkless? Plenty of content to go through during the live lunch. I'm not even sure the two hours, frankly, is going to be enough. I'm going to get to the fortune cookie now since I didn't get to it at the beginning. Um, Throwback Thursday begins at 1 p.m. An encore of JM Rewind starts at 4 p.m., which has highlights from our different programs in Israel last week. And, of course, the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zamek. Brought to you by our friends at Kedem begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right, Fortune, you ready, Yoni? Mm-hmm. Are we doing this at the end? It's very Vanahafoku of us. Uh, new people will bring you new realizations, especially big issues. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. Maybe my uh, involvement in the summit. We'll see how that goes. Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as the host, JM and the AM from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, at 7.40 a.m., joined by Malcolm Holmline as we have the weekly update. Plenty to update. It is like a crazy roller coaster here in the United States. At the conclusion of JM and AM, join Naomi for a brand new edition of Table for Two.
And stay tuned as you enjoy the encore edition of the Arab Shabbos show starting at 10 a.m. Eastern, followed by the Arab Shabbos music mix up until candlelighting here in the New York area. Of Rami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Mosei Shabbat starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. Mata's birthday boy, Mata's wine guest, happy birthday to him, hosts JM Sunday this Sunday morning starting at 7 a.m. Eastern. We are looking forward to another fabulous week. I want to wish everyone a Chag Purim Sameach. I will not be on the air next Thursday. We will be uh, halting all all regularly scheduled programming besides JM and the AM um, next Thursday in celebration of Purim. But, 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 but our annual celebration of Purim does continue here at the Nachum Siegel Network. The Purim Music Mix will be available all day to you, our listeners. So have it on while you're just delivering your Mishloch Manot. Have it on while you're prepping for your Seuda. Have it on all day long. It's it's incredible to me how many people make sure to ask for it. It really is a great um, curated program of Pura Music, so certainly enjoy it all day long. It's a throwback Thursday moment, folks. It's Mordechai Ben David's Eitz Chaim He. That's off of his Sheer album. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Hey, you may you show It's Khalimi 